Betches Media presents At Betches, a podcast hosted by Betches co-founders Jordana Abraham, Sammy Sage, and me, Aileen Drexler. We talk about it all from the latest celeb drama to the best movies to TV shows that we're so obsessed with right now. We share all of our thoughts, even the unpopular ones. Welcome to our pop culture group chat. This is going to be just like senior year, except for funner. Hello, and welcome back to the Ad Betches podcast. I'm Jordana. I'm Sammy. And I'm Aileen. And we have many things to discuss today, as usual, as we do. But first, Happy New Year. Happy New Happy Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> you said it. You said it so. Happy New Year uh, back. The inflection was strange. I put the wrong em- emphasis on the wrong syllable. Um, Happy New yes. Year. Happy New Year <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to all. Happy Thanksgiving back. We were separate on New Year's. What did? How was everybody's time? You know, it was it was good. I talked about this with you on Back for Seconds. So if anyone you know wants to hear all about that, it is okay. available. Um, I haven't heard it. How was your New Year's? You can, you know, it's the episode is out. I thought you listened to them. Oh, like is immediately. it? I yeah. didn't know it was out. Maybe it just didn't load. You know, sometimes Set I, a notification. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go to another line. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. How was my New Year's? It was uneventful, but like purposefully so. I like came off a plane. Like I woke up at four thirty in the morning. Got did a whole plane thing. Was home at ten a.m. And just wanted to chill. Um, and this is the first New Year's. I did not make it till 12. Wow. Oh, wow. Like a real How late did one, you make it? 10. <laughs> oh, my. Did yeah. Rusty stay up? No. We okay. both were just like. <laughs> That's fun. Let's put on sweatpants. We were both like, oh, you know, we'll put on jeans. We'll have dinner. <laughs> and, you know, make it cute. And then at like at like nine o'clock, we were like, you want to just put on sweatpants and watch Jack Ryan? <laughs> So that's what we did. And yeah, we, we passed out. And then the next night, guys, I fell asleep at 9.30. 9.30, I was wow. asleep. I've never, I, I don't even know when the last time that happened was. Gone are the days of our 2011 <laughs> Miami, what was it? Was it Avicii? Who was it we saw at the Fountain Blue? Yeah, in Miami at the Fountain Blue. Or the yes, time yeah. when we were in Greece and you guys made me stay up like 24 hours to watch like fucking chain smokers till five in the morning and I was asleep standing up. Do you remember that, Jordana? Were you? I thought you were like pretty, you were going I was into it and pretty. then I passed out standing up like this. <laughs> it was 24 hours. It was yes. like. It was a long time. But the new year, I mean, I'm just, I'm just comparing New Year's to New Year's. Yeah, New um, Year's to New Year's. Quite, quite a, a difference. That, what was that, 2011? Now it's 2023. That was a long time ago. Yeah. 12 years. Wow. wow. We are old. I know. When I woke up, though, the next day on New Year's Day, I really didn't feel like I missed much. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's the same thing every year. Like Andy and Andy weren't drunk. <laughs> they right, weren't allowed to was, drink. Yeah. Apparently on, I think, like CNN, they missed like the actual New Year's countdown because I think they were playing the song Back That Ass Up and they just missed the countdown. <laughs> they had like technical issues or something. It felt a little weird. It felt a little awkward. I felt like their conversations felt a little like weird. They just didn't sound like they were having they that much fun. Because they were sober. <laughs> yeah. They were probably also self-conscious because they had never done it sober and and everyone soberly and everyone was probably speaking, was talking about how they were sober. So it like made them self conscious about being sober but like they probably do their career sober almost entirely 
I turned on the show for like five minutes, probably at like nine o'clock, and they were like taste testing, like blind taste testing different drinks. I turned it on when they had to like taste buttermilk, and I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I am not staying up to watch this. And then I just turned yeah. it off. To be honest, I we, we toggled between that and the Miley. Yes. The Miley one was like a vibe. That is like a party. Yeah, this it's felt fun. like it's a concert. Right. And that felt like a concert with your friends. This felt like you're kind of like sitting at the table with like your uncles. Just like <laughs> talking. About, like, <laughs> no, like doing silly New things. Vibes. How would you that rather aren't... spend your New Year's? Watching Jack uh, Ryan with me in bed? <laughs> <laughs> No. Are we like delayed or something? I can't tell. Mm-mm. We're just like Anderson Cooper and Andy yeah. <laughs> Cohen. What was the? I don't even really understand the beef with like Ryan Seacrest. Like, what did Andy say about him last year that was so insulting? Apparently, last year, um, Andy said, "If you if you look behind me, you'll see Ryan Seacrest's group of losers before me." <laughs> Cohen <laughs> joke during 2021's New Year's Eve show. Um, and then he continues, I'm sorry, but if you're watching ABC, you're watching nothing. And then Cohen issued an apology. I mean, he was drunk, and that's funny. Right. He also was talking a lot of shit about de Blasio. <laughs> well, that's why they told yeah. him he can't drink. And it was really funny because I watched um a story he posted with Anderson Cooper like the next day they were like at the playground or something and and he was like yeah I think we put on a good show you know you know drinking we should have it would have been nice but you know we can't do and then Anderson Cooper was like well yeah I mean it makes sense you didn't you insulted you publicly insulted like a like an officer of of like the state or something and and he's like yeah that's true it's just (laughs) so funny like you had an insane rant well, what I think Andy Cohen should just do like a special New Year's Watch What Happens Live that is like yeah. exactly what he wants it to be. I don't know why anyone's like, so why why is he like on, what, what channel is CNN. this? CNN. Why is he doing the CNN New Year's thing? He has, a, he has his own show that is a late night show <laughs> that would be such a more fun. I would, I I would, I would prefer watch to watch. That. That's a great point. I would watch yeah. the New Year's countdown on Watch What Happens Live. That would be the only channel I was watching. Yeah, you, you can get, get all like, the housewives. Yeah, I don't know why he's like trying to fit in this world. Also, like Anderson Cooper could go on that and someone else could do the CNN CNN programming like if they want to do it together as friends (laughs) of course people would rather watch the two of them be able to say whatever they want even they could do it on like streaming and then they could curse and it would just be like even more fun epic it made sense for the two years of COVID because I remember watching it and being like and they were drunk and you're just like what the fuck am I watching like how is this on CNN and you're just kind of like you can't look away and you're just so entertained by that like kind of train wrecky vibe. But it made sense for the time of COVID because everything was just kind of like that and like everything was up in the air. But now that times are a little bit more normal, it seems and they just told them to not drink. It does. The formula doesn't work anymore. Right. We don't have to do well, it they like could this drink, anymore. But like they could also like drink, but maybe just drink a little bit less like they could, you know, try to. No, maybe have a I limit know. like on the Bachelor. I, I disagree. I <laughs> think they should. I think they should go no, the I'm other route. If they're on CNN, I'm saying yeah, if they're fuck CNN. on CNN. Fuck CNN. Sorry, yeah. I sound fuck like CNN. Andy Cohen. Yeah. Um, fuck CNN. Let them. Let him do his own show where you have to be drunk. 
They check your, they do a breathalyzer. And if it's below a certain (laughs) amount, then you're not allowed on the show. It makes sense. He does shot skis. And like he has a drinking game. Every single watch it happens live. It makes sense. Also, the whole Bravo community would tune in and he could do like housewives moments and he could feature various housewives on New Year's and they could like Luann could do her cabaret. Like there could there's there's obviously like a right. I feel like a lot of people would watch. Sheena Shea sings Auld Lang Syne. (laughs) (laughs) That's not her name anymore. Sorry. What's her name now? Sheena. Sheena Brock. (laughs) Uh, Davies. Davies. She might just just be Sheena. She's just Sheena. But there was more Ryan Seacrest drama this year. So Ryan on Kelly and Ryan live, whatever, was like detailing his experience again this year. And he says that like, oh, Anderson... You know, I love their show, quote unquote. They have a great show. Anderson, he's the best. And he turns around and said, have a good show. Very nice. But Andy Cohen did not turn around. <laughs> and so Maybe I think he was that, busy. I, yeah, I think he, he, he wanted to call out that Andy Cohen was mean. But Kelly defended her friend, Andy Cohen, and said that is not true. He said he was trying to get your attention. Shots fired. I don't know. This is all playing out like a Real Housewives episode. Exactly. Drama needs to live on Bravo. Bravo, Bravo, Bravo. I think we just created a show for them. You're welcome. If this gets done, we'll know where they got the idea. Also, but here's the thing. Like, I would be happy for, I'd be happy just to watch it. Please make it for us. You know, we'll accept royalties, but um, we could make it. Forget, I was going about to say, forget all those ideas. You could tune in to Betches to have the ultimate New Year's Eve party. Okay. We have a year to plan it. Um, Let's do that. Be great. That would be really fun. It's going to be great. Jordana, you didn't tell us how your New Year's was. I was supposed to go to the Hamptons and then I didn't because um, one of the hosts got COVID. So I was in a city for a gathering. I played a lot of games. Your what dream games? situation. I played um, a lot of rounds of sequence. <laughs> did you win i won one game it wasn't enough games for me um <laughs> to but win it was fun. to play to win by the oh, end okay. i was like i've got to no we, we played far past the point of fun <laughs> <laughs> as, as one does as you do sometimes you're just in it and you're like should we do another should we do another i guess should we do, do another you, what is i don't even know i don't know what sequence is what is it I'll teach you. It's very, it's a card game, but with a board. Okay. Oh, um, I love sequence. Fun. I've never Have played. played. So fun. No, I played with my mother-in-law. Oh. Um, she pull, pulls out games and then like yells at me for like being really competitive and winning. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> the like, problem with I hate games. playing with you. <laughs> That's like Sammy doesn't understand our competitive natures. I'm going to try to be more competitive in the spirit of the game. In the new year? <laughs> that's your resolution? Yeah, that's my resolution. To be there more competitive in games. There was another game that's... There's real that's really fun, but I cannot think of what it's called at all. Maybe it is sequence. Rummy I'll have cube? To, no, not that. I don't think I Taboo. love that one. No. Settlers um, of Catan. I also no, I want to I don't play like that, Settlers of Catan. It's too hard. We too played long. we played Melbourne. It's not that fun, but it's fine. It's like a like a card game, but it's like it's it's like car racing, but it's a card game. What's your you what's your optimal like length of time for a game like one round of a game, mm. like to decide one the winner once depends on the game. 
How many people also? In, with, with a group of six people or four people. 25 minutes. Yeah. I think that. I, um, I agree with that. I think that what's that call, game called Monikers goes on for too long. It yeah, does. That's People like lose steam minute. towards the end. Yeah. That's like in 12 hours. Like I cannot. <laughs> you can't have too many. Sometimes you play monikers, you have too many people. And then if there's, if it's too long of a time between your next turn. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's too long to. You don't to give a shit. Time. Yeah. That's a good point. It's a, it's a, it's an art picking the right game for the right amount of people in the right vibe. You know, it's I want to be like a game, is. a game sommelier. <laughs> oh, that would be so fun. I you come over to that. the group. I find out the information. Yes. You could, oh my I gosh. Point on the you menu. Could also invent, <laughs> you could also invent the games because you you like to do, to make up games as well, like thought That's games. That's fun. You could, you could, it could be both An thought games menu. and physical games. You're interested a in off menu. menu of games. You're like a game concierge and you like, if people come to you to plan whether it's like dinner murder mysteries like in Glass Onion oh, yeah. or like you could I plan. really want to do a dinner murder mystery so badly. Can we? Would Sammy, you be down to do you host one? it? I'll plan it. I'm, okay, I'm down. I'm going to host oh, it. I don't, okay. yeah. I don't know if we've discussed Sammy's um, dinner party, which was so fun. Thank you. I, I had <laughs> such a great time. Sammy I really Stewart. Had such a great time. It was so cold out that day. Like that night when we left. Oh, it like really when was. We, we had a warm, we, we were in your driveway for a solid 15 minutes because Why? we couldn't leave yet because the car didn't warm up. <laughs> it was like negative, it's negative 10 degrees. It was such a Isn't crazy Isn't it warmer thing. in the car than it the is car outside? The car had to warm up. The car itself had I to think warm they, up to they leave. they waited in the house and, and then we sat I inside think the, the car. The car was warning. Oh, oh still? I see. Yeah, we had to sit there. Yeah, it was crazy, but I had a lot of fun. <laughs> Yeah, that had a very weird weather pattern that day where it like dropped like 50 degrees in like two oh hours God, or yeah. something. It was really wild. But anyway, and then I'm Florida gonna was a murder 50 mystery. Degrees. Yeah, Sammy, and then Europe murder was mystery. also 50 degrees. Your house is also like in like in that kind of like area where I feel like it would give it that vibe. Aileen would get too scared. We could also, I um, was just we could also do it. We could also do it in the summer. And we could do like a, you know, you could do it in other places, like nearby the house, like in the woods. And it could be fuck not no, no not the woods, <laughs> no, no woods. Fuck no that! Woods. You guys can go die in Lloyd Harbor by yourself. Die. It is literally like there it's are game, no Aileen. cars. It's there. Let's it is so. In- you can have so me on speed dial. Safe. I'll call the cops for you. Aileen, maybe your role in the mystery won't be to it's to stay home to leave the property. <laughs> But I don't know. Okay. Sammy, we'll do a consultation. We'll, we'll decide which games will be best. I'd rather I play code names. <laughs> but we can do that with a smaller, a smaller, more intimate group of, let's say, eight. And code names <laughs> is the most activated I've ever seen her. So fun. So activated. Yeah. So activated. Well, I, Jordan, I think anxious. you could serve your. I'm just thinking about your game concierge business. You could serve your like personal games and you could price them really high, like caviar, how it's like $300 more than anything else on the menu and it's like because that is what my time is worth you know right i don't really understand why caviar is more expensive when it has the same places as all the other uh, i think it's um, like apps. owned also by like, i think it's fake it's, it's a it's a racket caviar no not caviar the i'm talking about caviar no i'm talking oh, about literally caviar, caviar on a menu it's oh, like caviar oh. itself is because i was in is, france an and they embargo. have caviar fucking menu it's an endangered Thing. That caviar is a garnish. 
Anyway, if you're interested in a game concierge, uh, <laughs> call Jordana. Yes. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If I had an extra hour in my day, I would definitely be napping more. I would watch more of my favorite shows. And most importantly, I would connect more with my loved ones. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. But the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Personally, I've been to therapy for many years now, and nothing has helped me more than therapy and figuring out what are the priorities in my life, what are the things that I need to do to strengthen my relationships, to make the most of my day, and to make the most of my mental health. So I can't recommend therapy enough. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Betches today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Betches. Listen, we all know that scratchy PJs can make a very cranky kid, so I always reach for Little Sleepies. Little Sleepies makes award-winning bamboo PJs that moms rave about. I love Little Sleepies. They are so soft, and they also stretch out a lot, so your kid can fit into one size over a longer period of time. There's nothing more annoying than buying one size and then they grow out of it within one month. The prints are just like so cute, but really it is just so soft. The bamboo, like I want my own. Little Sleepy Zip Romper Pajamas, aka Zippies, were designed with thoughtful details like fold-over feet, mittens, and a double zipper to make middle-of-the-night diaper changes easier. Made from their buttery, soft, custom-milled Luna Lux Bamboo Viscose, their zip-footy pajamas are gentle and sensitive skin and babies with eczema. But what parents rave about most? How long they fit. And Little Sleepies makes the best baby shower gift. They have inclusive sizing from preemie to adults 3X. There are also nursing and pregnancy-friendly styles available for adults. Try a pair of Little Sleepies today. Fair warning, you will never go back. You can try Little Sleepies for yourself by visiting littlesleepies.com. Plus, get 15% off your order on littlesleepies.com with code BETCHES. That's L-I-T-T-L-E-S-L-E-E-P-I-E-S.com. Promo code BETCHES. Okay, should we talk about Selena Gomez randomly on vacation with Brooklyn and Nicola Pelt Beckham? Is that okay, Nic- so Nicola? Yeah. Yeah. So Sammy sent me this. If you guys, did you guys not notice the party? Just to preempt to this, did you guys not notice the party that, that Nico- Nicola? Nicola. Nicola. <laughs> Nicola. Mrs. Beckham, that she hosted for the release of Selena's documentary. She had like, I saw that it was like she hosted a party for her and they were like all in their pajamas and, and David Be- and, uh, no, and, I didn't and see. Beckham, Beckham cooked. But David. I saw that they're on vacation and did. that one of her captions for the Insta was call us a thruple. Okay. First I was willing to accept, you know, maybe they were, have a fast friendship. Selena does. Selena is a girl's girl. She befriends people. She takes pictures at their parties. She's always kind of in that mix. You know, it's not uncommon for her to be frequently taking photos with other people. I think that this is a PR friendship. And I think that at first, Jordana, when I sent it to you, like, and I, 
I feel that she's getting mixed up in the wrong crowd, as she often does. <laughs> I don't think that these two people are like good for her. They don't feel aligned like energetically for me. And I feel like she needs someone who's like a little bit of a better influence based on everything I feel like we know about Brooklyn and Nicola. So I don't know. Just feels like a little bit of a PR thing. I agree What's that it feels random. Like they want her to seem. Maybe it's her dad paying Selena's team. It to hang out with Brooklyn and yeah. Nicola. It might be that. <laughs> Something about it is like, I don't know. I agree. Just given, given the best difference between like, I feel like Nicola and um, Brooklyn are both very much like trust fund, lucky sperm club babies. And Selena is yeah. very much like not at all. So I do agree. It doesn't feel like they would have like a similar sensibility or like you don't get the, the you don't get the vibe that like the Beckhams are so into like mental health or right, <laughs> just right. that as their like thing. Like I agree that they don't seem as like cerebral as her, but maybe they're maybe they're different or maybe maybe that's what they give each other. Maybe that's what they're getting. I'm sure the they're friendship. just having fun. I'm sure they're just having fun. And that's it fine. Like seem she that can PR-y just enjoy herself. To me. They seem like they're friends. I think the relationship was forged by and maybe. encouraged maybe by PR. Or it's like because it's, it's out of Nicola nowhere. Nicola and Beckham could have like set up. <laughs> they're like, oh, come on this trip with us. You know, like for and maybe that's how her dad's kind Selena's of friends were there, though, too. It wasn't just Selena and the other two. Like, Selena's blonde friend from the documentary that was, like, her assistant <laughs> friend was there. Right. So it's, like, um, her, her, like, the, my, you know. The only thoughts that I have about, like, sort of soft landing this or soft launching this friendship into, like, a PR stunt or some project would be, like, okay, Selena has our cooking show. Maybe bro- they're going to join forces they're gonna into cook a cooking sh- show. Brooklyn maybe is on HBO. Or like maybe their Nicola needs to really launch her acting career because I was just looking at her IMDb. Um, she, she was in was, Bates Motel. Was she? Maybe it's oh, that 14 too. episodes. She was. Yeah, she's just been in one episode of Welcome to Chippendales. She was in the sh- movie Holiday. Um, so perhaps maybe she's going to be in a movie with Selena. Time will tell. Or a show show time will tell time will tell well selena's in two murders well maybe there's gonna be like another sort of i don't know that type of level good badness potential that they want to be in i could see the chef angle because yeah i mean they tried everything for brooklyn they've listed them all out in the nepo baby article even and i just feel like he you know he's gotta kind of stick with something for you know five years model can he just stick to modeling I don't think he would. I think that didn't like work. I, I thought so, too. Why wouldn't it work? He's a, an attractive man. Why can't they make that work? <laughs> maybe it just like wasn't. He didn't have the. I don't know. Maybe he didn't have what it takes to be a model. <laughs> to be an investigatory journalist. <laughs> maybe you could try law um, school. <laughs> like Kelly. That would be a bad idea. <laughs> but he like. Why? Why not just like not do anything like that? That's what I ask. Like, why? Everybody wants to do something. Why do you have to yeah. pretend? He needs to make a name for himself as an investigative journalist. Okay, just be a hobbyist chef on Instagram. 
honestly, I do think it's a quite it's a little bit of a double standard because it's more socially acceptable to go to a party as like if the roles were reversed and he mm-hmm. were the woman, I think it would be more socially acceptable to be like, I'm on the board of some things and I'm I'm a very famous child and I like dabble in some stuff. But I think he almost wants this as like a it's like less socially acceptable for him to like not have a real project or job. That's a good point. That's true. You're right. But like, I feel he could just kind of maybe he can't be even like a a hobbyist or anything because he doesn't really have a real hobby. That's also but he could just keep cooking like cook on online and you're fine. Did you know that Nicola Peltz used to date Justin Bieber? I did not know that. I think I did. They both used to date him. Well, obviously, we know Selena did, but interesting. Oh, do you think they talk shit about him? When they say date, I feel like maybe she like slept with him once or they went on one date. I don't think that. I get like a few hookups. I get a few few hookups. Pictured together. Yeah. If this was like a real thing, we would have known about it. Maybe her dad paid for that one, too. I could see that, too. I feel like that's probably her dad probably paid for like a bunch of small There's pictures of them together. Did you watch Bates Motel? Yeah, I watched like I the first season. How was it? How was it? How is she? Not in great. It? She was fine. Okay. She was fine. Literally she wasn't the, bad. The title of this article it says Justin Bieber and Nicola Peltz have been having sleepovers. <laughs> well, there you go. So, like, they've hooked up a few times. It was a long time ago. Do you love making money, but also love spending money? Don't we all? Now you can make money while you spend it every time you shop with Ibotta. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. So you can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip. So you can buy that flight you've been eyeing, that game you've been dying to go to, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Other apps give you points that don't amount to much. With Ibotta, just add your offers in the app, upload your receipt, and you get real cash that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the code BETCHES when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use code BETCHES. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code BETCHES. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There's no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. So it's no big deal if you lose a button, spill something, or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code Betches20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com, that's Newly with two U's, and enter the code Betches20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. 
That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, newly with two U's, and use code BETCHES20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Anyway, should we talk about some other things? Did you guys see Jeremy Renner's accident? Like it was on New Year's Day. He got like mauled by a snowplow. I saw the photos after that he you saw photos was, after no like no no like him in the hospital there was like a selfie oh, that they shared on selfie. the news yeah um yeah he posted it um that was pretty scary also because we had just gotten there was it happened at the same time as that the like nfl thing yes. with demar hamlin oh, yeah. so it just all felt very um like tragic un- like very, suddenly yeah, tragic like- sudden and tragic yeah yeah, well, we thought it was like, I thought Rusty and I were talking about because he has like one of those smaller snow plows, but it's not like a small snow plow. It's like one of the big trucks thing. I was envisioning I like like the one that would do a, a full street. Big you one, know? yeah. He like, like, he like in the movie Snow Day. Something. Right. Well. It's really fucking scary, but he seems to be like in, in he's stable. So hope he has a speedy recovery. Um, Sammy, can you give us the debrief on what's going on with Prince Harry? Yeah, he's in the he's in the headlines again. Ugh, of course, he yes. Is. Um, I'm getting serious Prince Harry fatigue. <laughs> Same. Harry, Harry, um, Harry, Harry Teague. Harry Teague. There definitely has to H- be like H- a word Teague. for this. H Teague. Sussex Teague. So Harry's coming out with the with his long-awaited memoir next week on mm. I think January 10th is the release date called Spare, and apparently like a bunch of publications have gotten um, gotten copies of it. So they've started releasing like little you know bombshell anecdotes everywhere, and there have been a few so far that just I mean they're all pretty pretty dramatic. Um, so one of them, the first one that I saw came from The Guardian, and they basically detailed how, like, in 2019, Harry and William had, like, a physical altercation. Willie. At, <laughs> Willie, Willie, and Harold had a physical altercation at Nottingham Cottage, which was where, if you see the documentary, not that's cut. where, um, <laughs> not caught, yeah, which is where <laughs> Oprah went and thought it was, like, too small, you know? And so, basically... They had wanted to speak, like meet and speak things through at Notcot, and Harry was waiting. And he said William came in like really, like ready to like fight and like really mad, and was kind of like saying that Megan is like difficult and just all these things that you you know difficult, rude, and abrasive. Yes, all of those things. <laughs> they all seem like pretty proper insults. I was expecting like. He came in and he was like, your wife's a fucking bitch and all that. Like, <laughs> he didn't he was like, speak like rude, that. <laughs> rude, abrasive, and difficult. Like that is like so much nicer than I feel like most people would <laughs> use if they were truly angered at someone. <laughs> like <laughs> She's being very difficult. <laughs> like, yes, for for us, that's me like being um like calm down if I were to say something like that. But with them, they don't speak about any feelings ever and they don't express those things they're like very they just polite. don't express things to each other like that like any sort of dissatisfaction generally so it's i guess it got them like started and apparently like 
Harry started to get like freaked out about how William was like so angry and he like went to go into the kitchen to get him some water, he describes. And then he put it down and then he said that Harry, that, um, Willie grabbed him like by the neck and like, broke his necklace and like threw him on the ground and he landed on the dog bowl and it like shattered. And then like uh, William wanted him to like fight back like when they were kids, but how Harry was like, no, and like basically like made him leave. William then came back and apologized and said, like, don't tell Megan about this. Harry then didn't didn't want to tell her but then she like saw his scars and then asked and then he told her and that was just like the biggest bombshell anecdote that dropped first i just think it's such a lame story i see exactly i was like how is that a bombshell who gives a fuck (laughs) i think it's so lame i think it's like if you're gonna be throwing your your brother under the bus like and and you're gonna ruin the relationship like this is the story you're choosing to do it because you just couldn't not share it like not even that good of a story he doesn't seem that bad the things he said weren't that awful they got into like a bit of a physical altercation he apologized for it after to me i'm kind of like this is just so lame personally right well there's okay so more things like continue have continued to come out where basically harry says that William and Kate like encouraged him to wear the Nazi uniform because they thought it was like hilarious and that <laughs> he's really resentful that they sort of like escaped any blame so no, he's for that. Blaming it's like, wasn't that, on there. No, blaming Kate Middleton for him wearing a Nazi costume. <laughs> right. Well, the okay, the excerpt I saw basically said, I phoned Willie and Kate, asked what they thought Nazi of the Nazi uniform. They said, Harry writes, adding when he went home and tried it on for them, they both howled worse than Willie's leotard outfit, way more ridiculous, which again was the point. So that's what he basically how he describes their like, you know, in- encouragement of that. I think right. that's one of the worst. I think that was a fucked up thing to do. To like tell, you wore to the encourage him to, yeah, he oh, wore the he, no, right. Well, I'm saying I think it's a fucked up of him. I think that makes him look bad. Right, he's still what I'm wore the, the outfit. Whole, right, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like he wore the outfit. He went and solicited their opinion on the outfit that he came up with, and like they laughed. He obviously thought it was funny too. In, the, in no way is them wear him wearing the outfit their fault. I think he should have left it there. Yeah, because like he brings it up in the documentary that he's like deeply ashamed of that is his biggest regret. I think that's all like fine. Good. Just leave it past. It's good. Now you're going to unearth it and say, no, it's actually my brother's fault. Like, no. Right. It makes him seem (laughs) way worse. He's trying to make himself like a victim. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Like take responsibility. Don't put this on them. They didn't like just because they laughed at the outfit that you intended to have them laugh at. It just seems very your body, your choice, Harry. To me, he's like really grasping here for like a story. Well, I don't think this is it's a long book. This is what the (laughs) you know, what everyone has picked out so far. So to me, these are the biggest things. If these are the biggest things they're picking out. No, this is just starting to drop like today and we're recording it like relatively early in terms of what's coming out. So there's going to be a lot more soon. I'm saying like, wouldn't they if they if they have their hands on the book and they write the whole thing, don't you think they'd start with like the biggest things? I think that it's like a matter of things getting out. It's they're still reading. People are still like reading it. 
Um, and apparently they're n- they're not speaking. No, but it's so weird because so. last week Harry came out and said, like, I want my father and my brother back. And then this week he like he has this book coming out where he's essentially blaming him for his Nazi decision. It just seems like I think the more they release, the wor- the less I like them personally. I actually okay. I actually felt a little better about them after the documentary. I sort of wish they had just left it there because that was the story. And like now, this is look. Everyone has the right to share what they want to share, and obviously, I'm reading it the second it comes out, and I'm gonna be like thoroughly obsessed with it. We'll report back. But I don't, is this what I think was the best decision for him? No. Like now, there's all this dirty laundry out there. I'm. Right. And it's not even, but you know, it's not even interesting, dirty laundry, which to me just makes it so much worse. Like if you're going to be like essentially betraying your family, I think by telling like store personal stories where you look good and they look bad, um, at least make them actually look bad. Like, (laughs) like, or otherwise you just look like an asshole, I think. Cause it's like, you're, it's like, imagine if, if we wrote, if imagine if one of us wrote a book about like, a fight that we had that I never I would never think that someone would would out in a book like a just random fight that we had I thought was between us like and and I didn't even do anything that messed up I think that would be like a huge betrayal and I understand why William doesn't want to speak to him this all said though the book isn't necessarily out yet and like these are all excerpts that we don't actually know who's like summarizing them and like who's pulling what out out of context you know what i mean like it's tabloids stuff right it's tabloid fodder or whatever they say so we'll see what it actually says right i feel that way too i'm I'm like that's why i'm not ready to really like judge this off of like three sentences that have become available but that i agree with generally that point that you're saying like i would be more pissed that you had to just go air this bullshit that isn't that like I didn't even I don't know the thing the, though that from the documentary though it seems like they're just fighting back like for all of the shit that they seem to say was William's fault they use their own press team that's supposed to be the joint press team against them and no it wasn't supposed to be a joint press team it was it was never supposed to be a joint press team but they had sort of negotiated that like they would not use their press teams against each other and then he believed that William did which I think is co- which I think is about the time when it came out that William was cheating on Kate. Like I think that was um, like due to that situation. I also feel like it's probably not that black and white. Of course, like, it's it wasn't not. like, no, Will- like William not. had yeah. like a, had like an evil meeting with his team, and he was like, Get "No him. way, like- no way." They probably they know that their duty is to the crown and like the heir. That's kind of the point. I have a feeling more of the book is going to be Harry complaining about his like position in life and kind of I get that like air your dirty, you know, airing the dirty laundry seems to be like a secondary or he thinks it's a secondary effect of like him processing his own really challenging, like really painful childhood and like, to be honest, unfair position, but life is unfair. So it's sort of, you know, he has some would argue he has a very good. But I don't know. I'm very excited to read it. And I don't know. We'll see. One more thing to your point about the 
like how this isn't so bad. Like, yeah, this isn't so bad for like us or for like the Real Housewives, but for royalty, for these things to be out there is really, I think, really, really embarrassing and a big deal for them to know that like they for it to be out there like contemporaneously that these brothers had like a physical altercation. I mean, it doesn't sound as bad as the Charles Camilla phone sex tape, but which didn't even sound I mean, that bad either. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, the phone sex tape was just like a private moment. Like, I'd like to be that's kind of what that, That's kind of what this sounds like, too. I mean, like, it just sounds like a fight that they had. And we're, did any of us think that they weren't fighting over this thing the entire time, like fighting over this larger issue? I mean, I, I definitely would think they were. But it's the fact that every detail is now going to be told from Harry's perspective. I'm excited. Right. And also, like, William can't really, like, respond, really fully because they don't do those interviews they'll like, so respond kind of in a different like, way they'll not in like revenge. a real not not in the same kind of way like he's not gonna he's not writing his own memoir to tell his side it's interesting they all waited for the queen and to pass to start getting dirty in the no it was in the it memoir was actually thing. no it was actually supposed to come out at this time anyway and they cut stuff out of it that was like less right. because she died. So I actually Did think it, it would have been worse. I know they didn't. It, they took it out because she died. That was like the reason they they oh. cut it back. Maybe it was a, maybe it was a sex tape for her. <laughs> <laughs> I could never see that. Um, but anyway, for those listening, we do have a Royals podcast. If that is literally the only thing you're interested, in. it's called Crown Jewels, and go listen to it. It's out now. I'm Betcha's co-founder, Aileen, and as you may know, we have been in the media game for a minute. And between meetings, podcasting, dinners, etc., I need a wardrobe that works with me, not against me. And that's why Lee is a staple in my wardrobe. I recently got this white jacket, jean jacket from Lee, and I got their button down. I must say that the quality is very, very good because when you wear a button down, it is very difficult to find one that doesn't kind of come apart. And this one is not only very soft and comfortable, like I can move my arms around, but I really, really like it. It just looks really cute. And it's like Western, Western's so in right now. And then I also love the white jacket I got. It's like off-white, but it has this blue stitching and it's like, I'm going to wear it over the shoulders, perhaps on my vacation. I'm just really into it. And Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. It's a classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG and what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com, that's L-E-E.com, that's L-E-E.com to shop spring looks now. Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. So should we talk about Fleshman is in Trouble? Because I think all three of us watched it separately. Yes. 
and I watched it just over like the the week before New Year's. I really loved it. You guys Same. loved it. I thought it was great. Loved, but really heavily affected by it. And we'll probably have to watch it like at future times and feel like different ways about it. But it was so good. Like it was just such a good quality show. And I don't know. I, I loved it. Why did you love it? I thought Tell me like, more about how you loved it. I mean, it was just great. Like the dialogue is mostly the, the, the show is not very plot, plot driven like at all. It's like almost. No, it was no trying plot. to be Woody Allen. Right. But the dialogue is just awesome. The dialogue was really good, really, really honest, really like funny in like in a real kind of way. And it just felt like an accurate portrayal to an extent of like a, a very a, a micro community. Yeah. yeah. I also felt like the themes that it pushed. It was very relatable. Were really like groundbreaking. Like you don't see those things examined in the like parenting and like the way that you could see that story from both their perspectives. Like you just don't see that. I don't know. Told as well. It was just a very specific type of like relationship told like in the way that these two have like their own insecurities brought together because, you know, they didn't really like explore much and then how that, you know, manifests in an actual marriage long term it's that was really interesting. I mean, the thing that I I loved it because it was like really dark in some state, some cases, but then also funny. What I didn't love is that it like really hit you on the head with every point they were trying to make. Like not everything. It wasn't as subtle as it could have been in which I think that it would have made you think more. But rather she said everything that you were supposed to take from the show. Do you know what I mean? Because there's a narrator. There's a narrator. And like, even they all just kind of said the things that were like, okay, yeah. It just it was, it was like they drove obvious points home. Do you know what I mean? I, I didn't really feel that way. I, I felt that it was, that was, I don't feel that it was like the type of show that you're supposed to be kind of like examining. For, I think right. you're like kind of supposed to get the point. Is, I don't think it's like a be- six season show. No, no right. it's a miniseries. No, it's, it's over. Yeah, right, because yeah. it's a book, and it's just basically yeah. based on right. the book. But that's what I thought was so good about it. And I think there were things that were, like, a little more subtle about it. But but it was well done. I, I guess. My favorite was how, like, all the episodes up until seven, six or seven, was it, when it was Carrie Mathis' episode, you know, when she... Yeah. Oh, yeah. And when that switch happens like for me that like made me that was the, the best episode thing so good i felt like that was like had to happen like the whole time i'm like you can't paint this this is written by a woman you the obviously you can't paint this woman up to be a monster so they have to tell it from the other side of the story otherwise the show is gonna suck and so they finally did in that episode i cried okay i'm saying i cried a lot but it was it w- and also the funny lines about like how working moms like the truth about working moms versus you know that was really funny yeah that was but great i just what i'm saying is that the general show i think just was it was it wasn't subtle but i liked it because it almost was like okay people should hear these themes and these ideas because it's not talked about that much and like i'm not going to trust you to draw these conclusions on your own i'm just going to say them but it was like accessible highbrow. 
Yes, yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. The other thing that I thought was really (laughs) funny was that these characters were like, it almost felt, it was like Mark Zuckerberg is married (laughs) and he marries Carrie Matheson. (laughs) And like, it was the same, it was, and this is Janice Ian after she's graduated college. (laughs) Like, it almost feels like, it was like them as like their sort of typecast roles brought together in real life. And Seth Cohen after he goes to Israel yeah. abroad. And he's called Seth. Like there was something, right. there had to have been something there. I was like, I don't understand. Well, that's the name, but those are the names in the book. So I thought yeah, it was so it's, funny that she kept wearing that fairway t-shirt. Yes, she had <laughs> yeah. really funny shirts. Yeah. And I loved Ted Mosby. Also funny because he, like the husband, he was like the perfect, you know, he, he the whole show of like How I Met Your Mother was about how he's like trying to, you know, the story of how he finds a person now, okay, he's now he's married in a regular marriage. Like, it's just kind of funny that these like almost cast on purpose to see these like. Right. I read an interview. Later stories. With the writer and she was, and, and uh, the writer and Lizzie Kaplan, Lizzie Kaplan was saying, yeah, like we're all kind of known for like our teenage roles. Right. That's kind of what brought oh, us. Oh, that's exactly what I was thinking. I bet they yeah. did that on purpose. Right. That's what I mean. It feels like. Because the story is so like, okay, this is now, it's like a mundane topic. It's just about like what happens after the marriage, what happens after you have the children and like life is just kind of goes on. Right. Also, the show was about how they were stuck in being teenagers. So. Right. Right. He, he was so immature. And I was telling Sammy about this too. Like the, the, in the article, um, the, the author of the book, and I guess she wrote the, some of the show too, she was talking about how like. It's a different perspective from like the motherhood perspective where like anything in the motherhood perspective about it's hard as to end with like, but I like, but I love being a mom so much or, but it's like so incredible. Like, and it's all worth it. Like it has to end with that message of like, yeah, it's hard. But then like, here's like why, like you wrap it up in a nice little and it's wonderful though, what she's like. And I felt like the perspective that was missing was like, was like, She's like, yeah, we already know that. Like, that's like a given. Like, we don't need to talk about that. Like, she doesn't, in the show, um, Lizzie Kaplan's character, even Claire Dane's character, isn't talking about how, like, and I'll always find my way back. Or, like, and I love my family. Like, it's sort of, like, implied. But that's the, that's the yeah. thing that's implied, but not said out loud so specifically. Um, and then she was comparing, like, this, this, I guess she was talking about this perspective of motherhood, which she, she compared to, like, I might, like, comparing it to like a picture of her arm where she's like I hate my arm and I think it looks fat and I want to cut and and I like and I I hate it but it doesn't mean that I want to cut it off (laughs) right and that was her perspective on motherhood which I thought was like very funny unique kind of perspective that point though that like things kind of people just wrap that thing in the at the end like with a bow of like how always come back it's people tend to like fast forward through telling stories of the hard part before they come back so like and this was like that really long dark dragged out part before they come back so like I get that and I think that that was I think that part was definitely done well the ending was a little Hollywood but it was it was good I thought yeah I wish there was a season two Oh, I cannot watch. Maybe they'll make one. Toby Fleischman even more oh, on my television. Yeah. He was such a like dweeb. He's um, so yeah. fucking annoying when dick. he gets the dog. He gets the uh. get that yeah. gr- get that girl a phone, Toby. 
<laughs> I feel so bad for for Hannah. She was just like, oh, she just oh really God. took it. I felt. So I really like the scene where he like goes into the bunk when she's like packing her shit. Oh, I and, cried. Uh, yeah, that was like so sweet, but not yeah. in a like overly sweet way. Do you know what I mean? Right. It was like a good parenting scene. Yeah, yeah, that was his best, like least annoying scene, probably. Although I, okay, I stand by. I feel like the comments that he was making to like the rich guys when they were showing, when they were doing like when they first walk into like one of those parties. There was one time where like he was actually being clever and funny and they were just like not getting the jokes and they weren't that obnoxious to start. Right. But they were like still funny. Like they were clever. Like you could joke about it just because I kind of agree that they would be they would be like a little bit. They might have a little bit of a better sense of humor than he's than was depicted. Yeah, that's what I know. Like in real life, like I think that they would maybe appreciate him like kind of making fun of that a little bit. Yeah, but it was exaggerated and told from like her perspective to show that these guys are assholes and that like, you know, Mark Zuckerberg, what's his name? Toby was like this amazing doctor. That was also so funny that like, oh, good for you. Like all the doctor stuff. How's the liver business? Like all of that was really, really good. That was hilarious. Yeah. The postpartum shit was really dark. That was really heavy to watch. And the, and the abuse part was also real. I thought that was an interesting way to show like the like how abuse is not or vi- being violated does not is not so like black and white, black and white. It's not so yeah. absolute. And that what you can feel a certain. And I thought that they showed it in a really good. Obviously, Carrie Matheson or Claire Danes is so good. <sighs> like it she makes scares sense. me. Her facial expressions yeah. are like well, so intense. Just, no, it makes sense. She's she perfect for this role. After that episode, I was like, yeah, no wonder they cast her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Same. I was like, she makes, oh my God, it was so funny when she was like, oh, and she was at the spa and the guy leaves and she's like, I want another massage and then more screaming. Yeah, more screaming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was really, really funny. Yeah, the whole thing was really good. And I also like that they didn't make it about the fact that it was even her best friend's husband. Like they kind of like just glossed yeah. over that part. Like it wasn't, because it was like not really that not her relevant. It, and also it just like wasn't that relevant to this it was just like almost like an extra fact not like a story which because they weren't really friends and it was almost so funny like when they find her in the park i just had me time and they're like yeah we're good like all the scenes like with the beef lo mein like that was all very very funny what Mm -hmm. i loved about the show was that it was funny and it was really trying to be woody allen like he it was almost as if toby fleischman was woody allen but then it but some places he wasn't but that's how I felt. Even like a lot of the conversations, the scripts, like the script, I mean, it felt like right. that. Were they at the yeah. Jane at the end? Yes. I yes. know the they, Jane, right? They yeah. always film at the Jane. They must have a good filming policy. They do. Yeah. I've seen the Jane in a yeah. lot of movies. Girls. Girls. Yeah. In, yeah. Our first we book our, party. We had our first, first book party at the Jane. That was Not so televised. fun. Good time. I went to the wrong dream hotel. <laughs> I think they're closing <laughs> the Jane. The Jane. Oh, I no, I think so. it just got bought by someone. So maybe they're not. I don't know. Like, I don't want to I think they might be like closing it and adapting it. Maybe we'll Google <sighs> that and get back oh, to you we'll for next time. It. Who are we Who sending we send to the Caymans? The... Yes. Yes. Same frequency. Um, hmm. Willie, Harry. Ryan Seacrest. Uh, I think Ryan Willie Seacrest. and Harry should go together and they should not be allowed to mm-hmm. come back until they work out their problems. <laughs> until they sell a timeshare. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, um, yes, you're right. They don't have to work yes. on their problems. They just sell one time share. Yes, I like that. Yeah, and they have yeah. to come off relatable when they sell yeah. it. Wait, the Windsor <laughs> Brothers. No, 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 no. Wait, we have to put them on like a draw, so they have to sell like a several several time shares to earn their way back. I would um, love to see them so on the Simple fun. Life. Oh, I want to go to the yes. Islands. Okay, <laughs> so that's what we're sending. Yeah. <laughs> brother, the brothers Windsor. If we Delta run Comfort out of someone Plus. to send one week, Aileen, and there's no villains, you can oh, go. Just send me, and then I, I'll be. I'll, I'll miss the next episode. I'll be in the game. <laughs> can they? Can they bring the big cruise ship that they had to give back? What was it in the, the, the Britannia? Oh, Britannia? Britannia. Yeah. Um. Aww. I. I think maybe they have to sell that. Also, it's the Queen's first okay. home. Um. <laughs> And that's it for today's At Betches podcast. You can follow me at Aileen. Follow me at Jordana Abraham. Follow me at Sammy. And please help us grow the show by rating, reviewing, and following on Apple or Spotify. And we'll talk to you next week on the At Betches podcast. At Betches is produced by Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, Rebecca Sosmacat, and Aliza Zim. Editing by Basilio Perez. Be sure to follow at Betches on Instagram and send us your emails to podcast at Betches.com. Betches.